Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hi, I'm Justin. And I'm Josh. And we host the Pretty OK Gamers Podcast. Think of our show as water cooler conversations with a little less gossip and a little more geeking out. My Halo, I think, is Legend of Zelda. What? No way. No. Who are you again? I'm Justin, and we're we're (laughs) rather okay at playing pretty good games. No, no. Every week, we talk about games and their history, and even ask ridiculous questions like, are open world games even good? So come join us every Sunday on the HP Gaming Podcast Network. See you there. See ya. This show is part of the RetroZap.com podcast network. What's up, Argonauts, and welcome to Arcast Mini. Uh, this is Arcast Mini number ten, I think, probably. <laughs> uh, We've done too many of these; we lost count. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's at ten right now at this point. But um, yeah, I'm actually double checking. But yeah, it is ten. So, um, but yeah, so this is basically like a mini that's basically all about Tommy Tallarico and your interview with him there, uh, there, Robert. Yeah. Um, so what happened is, uh, in, in case you guys don't know, Tommy Tallarico did a lot of iconic soundtracks from the '90s. He did stuff like Earthworm Jim, Cool Spot, Disney's Aladdin on. Sega Genesis, and then he started forming this little tour called Video Games Live. For the last 16 years, he's been doing it now, and he's actually launched a Kickstarter for Video Games Live Level 6, in which he's working on an all-new album and an all-new movie. He's actually got like the lead singer that did the Pokemon theme song. He's going to bring that guy in. He's doing like all different compositions for new games and everything like that. And uh, recently, Video Games Live rolled through my town, and Tommy actually invited me to the show, and he invited me to, to talk with him a number of things there, David. And I'll tell you, get, getting inside his head is really cool, because he he brings all this knowledge about video game music and the, and the importance of it and how people really love concerts. Like, I mean, we've seen more like this. You know, we've seen the Kingdom Hearts concert. There's a Metal Gear concert now, which probably everybody will show up crawling around in cardboard boxes, I'm guessing. <laughs> That's right. But it, it's kind of impressive, like, how the scope of, like, orchestral concerts have grown. And Video Games Live is, is sort of the thing that really kicked it off. You know, have, have you ever seen a Video Games Live show? I've like seen like bits and pieces of it. Like I've never been to one live, like actually live. Um, but I've I've certainly seen like footage of it. I've heard like the music. Uh, it's, it's really amazing stuff. It's a, it's a really cool show to kind of put together, and it goes to show uh, Tommy's like love for video game music in general. Like, he's, he's he's been like an advocate for it like ever since he started like in the, in the gaming industry, uh, like you know like decades ago now at this point. Uh, since like his start at uh, I believe he started at, at, at Virgin Interactive, and um, you know and like you know since then like working with uh, you know with like Shiny entertainment for like Earthworm Jim as you mentioned and uh, you know starting with like video games live and like all the other games that he's worked on like I, you know, I know he's worked on like over 300 games in his career so far so he's, he certainly knows what he's doing over there. <laughs> oh yeah and he's got a great collection collection of gar- he's got a Spider-Man guitar he's got a Pikachu guitar I mean yeah. it, it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> but anyway um, we, we sat I sat down with him for several minutes we talked about several things including Kickstarter the motivation behind the tour some of his favorite stuff and everything so yeah uh, without further ado let's check out that interview. 
Alright guys, we're here live backstage at Video Games Live, and I'm sitting here with... Oh, hey, that's me, yes. uh, Tommy Tellerico. How you doing? How you doing, Tommy? Great, man. man. Rocking. Still doing this. I mean, you introduced Video Games Live like several years ago. 16 and it, years. I know, and it's still going strong. Did you ever think the show would, would ever have this kind of lasting effect? Yes, but I was naive. <laughs> so, yeah... They, I mean, I didn't realize how much hard work it would be at the time. But yeah, my, you know, my two greatest loves growing up were always video games and music. And when I was uh, when I was ten years old in the late seventies, I used to take my dad's big, giant, big ass cassette recorder, and we'd go down to the local arcade and the pizza shops. That's where pizza parlors. That's where the video games were. And I'd record all my favorite video game sounds and music and stuff. And then I'd take that home and I'd record all my favorite home systems, my television, stuff like that. And I would splice the tape together and I would invite my neighborhood friends over and I'd charge them a nickel. And I would jump up in front of my television with my favorite video games behind me. And I would play the cassette back and I'd grab a guitar and I'd start playing in front of the TV. So those were like... The first uh, video games live concerts were in the late '70s. So, so this whole show is nothing more than just a manifestation of a ten-year-old's dream. <laughs> Except it's a little more than a nickel now. <laughs> but a little more than a nickel. Well, you know, inflation. You know. Oh, understood. And you guys got that Kickstarter going on as well. Yeah, yeah. This is our fourth Kickstarter. We're level at, six. Uh, we're at you. It's level six. Mm -hmm. Our fourth Kickstarter. Where it looks like we're going to be successful yet again. Nice. We're at ninety. As of this recording, it's 91%. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, about $135,000. Uh, so we're almost there. And uh, it, it's incredible because um, one of the things, I always try to do something new each time. Mm -hmm. And this time we have Jason Page, the original singer of Pokemon TV theme song, Gotta nice. Catch Them All. So we're redoing that with a full orchestra with Jason. Um, we're doing uh, Undertale uh, with Toby Fox, which is unbelievable, uh, whole take on that, and uh, two Xanarchan from Final Fantasy X, but a whole different kind of arrangement uh, that no one's ever heard before. Uh, we're doing the same thing with, uh, with um, Mother as well. Nice. Um, you know, uh, and... The uh, and we're using some lyrics and, and stuff like that, so Earthbound, as mm -hmm. people in the U.S. know it, right? Um, so yeah, we got a lot of cool stuff. And the whole thing for me about Kickstarter, see, is that not only because you know, no one, no record company is going to give me a couple hundred thousand dollars to record an album, mm -hmm. just you know, that's going to break even, right? No, no one's going to do that. So, Kickstarter enables me not only to fund. Uh, an album and create something that wouldn't have normally not existed. But the coolest thing is, is that it allows me the opportunity to give so much stuff to people who uh, who support us. So you know, if somebody just buys an album on iTunes, it's like a transaction. It's you know, they spend ten or twelve dollars and they get one album and that's it. Mm -hmm. That's how the normal record industry goes. But with Kickstarter, like every my whole thing is based around value, uh, giving back as much value as I can. So each tier is at least three to seven times the amount that you pledge in value, mm -hmm. reward value. So if you pledge 25 bucks, 
you're going to get $100 worth of albums. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you pledge 50 bucks, you're going to get $300 worth of, you know, so that's, that's the thing is that it, it enables me to not only give all of our back catalog to people, but all create, you know, brand new stuff and well. And that's the exciting thing for me. And not to mention that with the success of Kickstarter, you get to do it your way. If yeah. somebody else pays the ticket <laughs> yeah. or anything like that, here's what we want. You know? Yeah, and we always want to keep the highest, highest level quality. Um, people say, why does it cost so much? You know, why do you ask for $150,000, $200,000? I mean, the reality is, is that when, when, when you go to record a film score, let's say, mm-hmm. Hans Zimmer, John Williams, those guys spend a million dollars just to record an orchestra in the proper way. Because it's a lot of musicians. It's 200 musicians. Well, we spare no expense as well. So we have over 200, 250 musicians. Mm-hmm. Um, I, and I record all over the world. I have game composers helping to record with us as well. And, um, and then I take it to Skywalker Ranch. You know, one of the greatest mixing facilities on the planet, billion-dollar oh, yeah. mixing facility where mm-hmm. they do all the Star Wars movies and all, a lot of all the Pixar stuff, and uh, and that's where we, uh, you know, so we want to keep the level as high as we possibly can, like the quality. Mm-hmm. Now you say you go been all uh, been all over the world with yeah. a tour and everything like that. Are there any stops that you haven't made yet that you'd like to, or do you think you've been everywhere that you want to been? Just We've yet? played Australia. Um, a couple of times, but you haven't played the um, the uh, Sydney Opera House yet. So, mm. so that would be nice because we've played in Sydney, but I haven't played the Sydney Opera House. Right. Um, we also, I have not played Italy, and I'm a hundred percent Italian. I've played all over Europe. We've played in over forty two countries. Yeah. Um, and uh, we've played all over the world, all over Europe, but we haven't been. To my uh, to my roots, we haven't been to never played in Italy yet. So that those are probably the two: Sydney Opera House in Italy. Aside from that, though, I mean, we've played everywhere from the mm-hmm. multiple times at the Hollywood Bowl, multiple sold out shows at the Bird's Nest National Olympic Stadium in Beijing, sixty thousand mm-hmm. people a night. Here, we're we're doing this interview right now in Denver, backstage in Colorado, mm-hmm. but we played uh, Red Rocks right down the street, which yeah. was unbelievable. Nine thousand people. Mm-hmm. It's an iconic. You know, you two played there, and yeah. I mean, so many iconic people. Uh, so yeah, it's it's uh, we've played all over the world, but those those are two that uh, that will eventually play. Now you you say you continue to keep adding stuff to video games live yeah. to just take it to that next level. Are there segments that you still wish to add? Did you haven't got around to? Yeah, I mean, I got a list of like thirty things. I always look at to the to do list. I mean, a lot of them we're putting on level six. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, like Earthbound and, and Undertale, but you know some of the ones that are on the to-do list that may make it on this level six album. Mm-hmm. You can see what I do is um, I let I, I, I pick a couple of songs that I want on the album, about half the album, but then I let the backers decide and they vote and decide what they want for the rest. So we have a big multiple choices, like about 15 things on there. Things like Katamari Damacy, uh, Ori in the Blind Forest, mm-hmm. Nier, Cuphead, you know, a lot of indie games. Yeah. Um, but there's like Mario 2, and there's uh, 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 Bloody Tears, because our Castlevania medley doesn't have Bloody Tears, and mm-hmm. so people want Bloody Tears. Nice. Sanctuary from Kingdom Hearts 2, because we've done Kingdom Hearts 1. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's different, uh, yeah, but there's a long list. Uh, let me see, what else? Legend and Secret of Mana, um, uh, Sukunin 2, um, Mega Man X, because we have a Mega Man one from 2 and 3, but not X. Mm-hmm. So ton, tons of stuff, but the backers decide. You know? Yeah, I hear you. Um, would you say that the user interaction level 
with the concert is still going strong? Were you still doing the Guitar Hero rock band thing? No, or? you know, we took Guitar Hero out. You know, we kind of, because that's the thing, you know, to, a two, two and a half hour show is about 19 different segments. Mm -hmm. And I've created over 175 different segments uh, over 16 years. Mm -hmm. And so the, the thing about Video Games Live is I always want it to change, always want it to be different, always, you know, and I, I ask the people in each city we go to, what do you want to hear? Please mm -hmm. tell me what you want to hear, you know. Yeah, so so Facebook. Yeah, exactly, through Facebook and Twitter. So, so the set list you hear tonight is kind of, you know, what most of the people wanted to hear. And it's interesting because um, a lot of people still like to hear the classics. They want to hear Mario. They want to hear mm. Zelda. They Castlevania. Hear Pokemon and Castlevania, Metal Gear and Kingdom mm -hmm. Hearts. So I got to give them that, you know. Mm -hmm. But we throw in some secrets and surprises here and there. We got some special guests here tonight that mm -hmm. are going to uh, throw little curveballs uh, here and there. And that's, mm -hmm. that's always fun. Mm -hmm. But yes, you know, people are going to get Final Fantasy and Warcraft and all that. And finally, uh, a couple of friends of mine want me to throw some suggestions out there. Somebody suggested now that's relevant again, Super Smash Brothers. Yeah, yeah, we do that in the show. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't brought that back uh, lately, but now would be a good time to oh, do yeah. it. So, and with that one, I don't know if you've ever seen us do that one, but we bring four people on stage. Uh, so I pick four people from the, bring them up from the audience and they play while we play oh, nice. the music live mm -hmm. and then I of course um, I always think of like a tribute to Yuzo Koshiro but I know you already do most of their music Shenmue the mm -hmm. uh, Yuzo Koshiro and, and of course uh, Streets of Rage oh yeah would be amazing and Act Razor, Act Razor. Mm -hmm. yeah so that's literally it's on my to-do list cool. as well uh, everyone we just mentioned well we're looking forward to the show tonight thanks for taking time to talk to us Tom no worries, looking man. forward nice. to the next one of course level 6 and we're back. So I uh, hope you guys enjoy that interview there with, um, you know, with Tommy Tallarico that Robert had there. And yeah, um, yeah and Robert, like I know you were like, um, you were kind of uh, wanting to get into, I guess, like what was uh, like, I guess, like our favorite Tommy Tallarico uh, led soundtracks, basically in gaming. Um, and so I'll, I, you know, figure I'll, I'll have you start off on that actually. Well, you know what? Um, I like his mainstream stuff. But there are two games that really stand out to me in terms of soundtracks that aren't really that common and yet they're terrific the first one is for spot goes to hollywood on playstation and sega saturn uh the game wasn't that well received or anything like that but tommy did an amazing soundtrack for it like he, it was levels above cool spot believe it or not uh it had like full orchestra and everything i think it sounded like it i don't know it could have been composi composition but <laughs> he did an amazing job on it and then there's also skeleton warriors uh this is a game that came out for playstation and sega saturn long ago it was like side scrolling beat him up with some 3d racing stages and it was a it was a phenomenal game but the, the soundtrack, you know, he, he brought in like what sounded like a choir, you know, like, oh, 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 you know, that and it was really cool. And it is. And I actually talked with him about it. Well, after we did the interview, it was like, you know what my favorite is, you know, Skeleton Warriors. He's like, yeah, that was great. You know, he, he actually <laughs> it was really cool. But uh, I know you actually had to do a little bit of research on this, David. Uh, what, what, what would you say is your favorite soundtrack? Um, probably like out of all of them, like from, you know, from just kind of going by the list and remembering some of the music from like the games that he has worked on. Uh, Disney's Aladdin, like the Virgin Games one uh, kind of comes mm -hmm. to mind. Uh, like the one that came out on Sega Genesis, uh, yeah, that like I remember that having like a really cool soundtrack. Just you know, again, because like that's that's kind of like their take on like the, you know with the classic Disney music and everything. So it was is done like really well in that regard. Uh, but also like a fun thing to uh, you know for uh, for like retro game collectors like to keep in mind is the fact that he did the um, he did the soundtrack for the game Color a Dinosaur, which I know is like a big yes. game to pick up. So. <laughs> so, <laughs> we can't uh, ignore yeah. Color a Dinosaur, man. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I, I know he did like the music for Cool Spot as well, which was. Uh, uh, you 
you know, it was a, certainly like a very surprisingly good game as well, and that includes the soundtrack. So, uh, yes, yeah, so, so certainly one to keep in mind there. Um, I, I wanted to uh, to bring up like with with Skeleton Warriors though. Uh, wasn't that um, wasn't that game based on like a like an old TV show, like the old cartoon? Yeah, <laughs> it was based on a TV show. They ran out of time. It, it didn't really, you know, do that well. I think it only lasted like about a year or so. But the game yeah. itself was really cool, and you know. Like I said, Tommy, when he was working with his uh, with his own studio, Tommy Tallarico Studios, they, they did such a good job on it. But yeah, I mean, Skeleton Warriors only lasted like 13 episodes between 1994 and 1995. No, actually, it lasted two seasons, but it was just so gone after that. Like, we never heard from it again, like anywhere. Like, yeah. they didn't even try to reboot it. They, oh, they'll reboot, reboot, but they won't <laughs> reboot Skeleton Warriors, you know? So it, no it was one of those obscure little things from the 90s, you know? But uh, I really love the game. And, and if you're looking for a good action game on PlayStation or Sega Saturn, you want to hear epic stuff, Tommy at his best. Definitely hunt down a copy because it's a lot of fun. For sure, yeah. And um, also, like a couple of other notes, I, I wanted to pull up here. Uh, you know, just were just kind of like interesting, and um, uh, you know, just was with with the fact that he's actually the cousin of Steven Tyler from uh, from, from Aerosmith, uh, which is which is insane. Like I, I completely forgot about that actually. Um, also, the fact that you know he's he's a big baseball and Spider Man fan, uh, but he also collects balsamic vinegar. <laughs> like apparently, this is like a thing he does, um, and. You know, also, also the fact that he, you know, he uh, owns like a life-size Indiana Jones, several Star Wars characters, and a statue of Merlin in his house. Oh uh, yeah, which is insane. So, but I was really surprised how motivated with his music. In fact, when he was a kid, uh, Tal Rico would actually take his father's tape recorder to the arcade to record the songs and then play them back. And he, he would sort of splice them into background music and then perform like guitar. He would perform early concerts as a kid. That's how much he was into video game music. Ah, uh, God, I thought I was the only one who nerded out as a kid. This is amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, and like the fact that he made like a whole career out of it, and like now he's like you know he's still pushing the. Uh, the advocacy for, uh, or like the 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 legitimacy, basically, of, of video game music, really for like mainstream audiences, uh, is is really uh, is really compelling, and it's it's really awesome to see. I'm glad to have like you know someone you know someone like him, like basically like on our side, I guess, in this case, uh, to yeah. kind of play push that advent uh, forward and everything, especially yeah. like, how, like how much like, just like video games in general kind of gets like uh, you know bashed usually by like mainstream media. Uh, mm-hmm. th- th- this is something that you know, we we can all kind of like get around like the fact that there is like some really awesome amazing music that comes from the video game front yeah and i that's why i really uh, urge you guys to check out his kickstarter we included the link there on our page with this episode you can check it out video games live level six this is actually a new album in which he's going to put together new compositions and everything like that he's actually working with the lead singer of the pokemon theme song gotta catch them all you know so he's <laughs> working with that guy so i mean it's gonna be you know I, I remember like the previous video game live albums and this one's just gonna knock it out of the park you know and he's working with such great artists you know he's worked with austin winery austin was actually at the denver event uh doing a song for mass effect he he was amazing at it. Uh, so, you know, he teams up with, with guest composers all the time. And it's just so great, like, what kind of community is gathering behind him. So, yeah, I fully implore you guys to check out his Kickstarter, as well as videogameslive.com, which is the official page. It'll tell you all the tour stops and everything. And, David, you need to see a show, man. I mean, I th- th- this is – you really do. Hopefully when they come back to Boston, you'll be able to make it. I'll definitely uh, have Tommy give you a shout-out. For sure, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll definitely keep an eye out for, like, the schedule and uh, see if I can plan something ahead of time for sure. So, uh, so yeah, if, you know, if you want to follow the ArgCast on Twitter, we are at ArgPodcast. Same thing for Facebook. We're at Facebook.com slash ArgPodcast. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at TheGuiltyMan. 
you want to follow me on Twitter, it's at twitter.com slash the DCD. You can also check out my work at comicbook.com slash gaming. Indeed, indeed. And uh, also keep in mind that we are a partner with Don't Feed the Gamers, so be sure to check them out at don'tfeedthegamers.com. They basically have everything that you need as far as like fan-driven gaming news and like reviews and features and all that stuff, so definitely give them a check out uh, over at don'tfeedthegamers.com. Uh, there is also, uh, you know, if, if you want to like send us any like uh, questions, any like, um, you know, feedback, any like retro games you want us to cover or anything at all, really, you can email us at rcast at retrozap.com and be sure to check out retrozap.com for all sorts of other amazing podcasts, especially the Star Wars variety. There is Bruise and Blasters, Kanada's Castle, uh, Skywalking Through Neverland, Star Sub Sabers and Scoundrels. There's also the, uh, there's also Beltway Bontas, which is really cool because it combines both politics and Star Wars. So if you're of both minds, it's definitely the podcast for you. There's also the Animaniacs. So if you're a big Animaniacs fan, that's definitely the podcast for you. And they're also Raw Paulson approved. There's also the Deucecast Movie Show. So if you're a big movie buff, uh, you definitely want to listen to those guys. They've been doing it for over 300 episodes now. So they definitely know what they're doing over there. And there's also the Techno Retro Dads. So if you love old school stuff, and of course you do because you listen to the Rcast, you love the Techno Retro Dads because they cover stuff in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, not only just video games, but also toys, commercials, things like that. And yeah, there's also us with Rcast. So be sure to find us on iTunes. Uh, give us five stars, subscribe, and tell your neighbors. We're also on Stitcher and also Google Play Music. So there's absolutely no reason to not listen to the Rcast. And yeah, that's Rcast Mini number 10 in the books. Until next time, keep it retro. One more side note make sure you check out Black Screen Records because they're selling an Earthworm Jim anthology. Uh, this is the quintessential Tommy Tallarico album, and the and their vinyl albums, I'm not kidding, David, they're colored pink like Earthworm Jim and green like snot. <laughs> nice, we'll, nice. We'll, we'll link that as well, but yes, do pick up this album set. It's groovy! Yeah. Are we sure it's not like a crossover with uh, with like Boogerman or anything with that? Oh, please, no. <laughs> Let's not get gross here, David. Appreciate the music! <laughs> we'll see you guys on the next uh, episode of our podcast. Indeed. Catch you guys later. It's Dustin from the HP Podcast. And this is Ben. We're just coming here to tell you about our show. Well, the HP Podcast. The HP Podcast is a weekly video game podcast from HandsomeFandom.com. That's also part of the HP Video Game Podcast Network. And Ben, it's a little hard to describe our show because it's a little bit of everything. We get into a lot of shenanigans. We also talk about some news. We have some pretty serious topics sometimes. But sometimes uh, our friend Brandon takes a shirt off. And uh, just does the show that way. So you should definitely check it out. I think you got stuck to the seat last time. It's possible. So that was was a time. Yeah. So anyway, check out our show. We would love that. The HP Podcast. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.